Hi, welcome back to I Want to Talk About This Poem. I'm Elizabeth, and I have a poem that I want to talk about with you today. Today's poem is called Ronald Reagan Was an Idiot and Other Observations About My Birth Year, and it is by the poet Rhoda. I don't know very much about Rhoda. I believe he's a lawyer, um, and he and I were both long-listed for a prize, which is how I started reading his poems, and I just think he's a really fun and interesting poet. He has a book out right now with wild-pressed books called Giveth and Taketh. Uh, I've linked to this poem, which was originally published in online in Entropy Magazine in 2019. Ronald Reagan Was an Idiot and Other Observations on My Birth Year by Rhoda. I was born late. I could give any number of reasons I wanted to stay put. Every birth is a bad hair day for the baby. The star of bedtime for Bonzo had been elected to lead us through the Cold War. Maybe I wanted to stick it out until Christmas. Jews born on Christmas wind up a pretty big deal sometimes. Plus, the world can be a scary place. My mom saw The Shining when I was in utero. In my cocoon, it must have sounded like a whisper wielding an axe. There's nothing more sinister than a secret. How it makes the ears twitch like a dog barking at an earthquake that's not yet shook. I wonder if I mouthed, here's Johnny, as I burst into the world. I was born in the winter of 1981 to a 20 below wind chill. In other words, I was born into a world where we still had winter. They don't tell children their plans to keep us warm, to poison the air until the snow melts so the mosquitoes can fly their violent love anywhere they wish. When I was born, the president was an idiot. Chalking this up to dementia is an insult to dementia. But when you're born into the right skin, to parents who can tell the churches what to teach, you can go from shitty actor, to shitty governor, to shitty president, and still die to become the deity so many pray to when they're lying awake at night, fearing demographic shifts. There's nothing more sinister than a secret we all know, but pretend to forget. How every newborn is the property of their ancestors' access to wheat. How the cradle can be the grave. How the grave can be a magic phone booth that makes men perfect, redacts our flaws like a designer toupee. Every funeral is a good hair day for the dead. Even the most desperate comb-over appears at peace. But the seas are rising. The ground is thawing. And the warm, flooding earth doesn't preserve anything. This poem does a great job of bundling in a huge, profound issue with the nature of human society inside this kind of snarky delivery that is funny and humorous and has great details. This poem was published in 2019 and it's 2021 now 
And every time I open up the Times, all I see is the disaster of climate change. I was thinking a lot about it two years ago, but this poem seems even more prescient now when it talks about the impending climate disaster. Not too long ago, I was talking to another poet about poems, and he said, I don't like a poem that's judgmental. And I took that home and thought about it for a while. And then I thought, hey, no, I like a poem that makes judgments in it. I like a poem that's willing to own its opinion and its positions and not just provide an experience of exploration all the time for a reader. So I was immediately drawn to this poem by the title, Ronald Reagan was an idiot. That kind of judgmental language really creates a strong sense of voice in the poem. When I read through the poem, I'm so delighted by these kind of craft aspects of it where I see the poem returning over and over again to particular motifs. The motif of being born, of course, um, and the motif of secrets are the ones that stand out the most to me. And you see them sort of building and circling. First, the poet starts with the speaker, the speaker starts with his own birth. And then he goes on towards the end to talk about all births, how every newborn is the property of their ancestors access to wheat. When you stop and think about that idea for a moment, right? Like every one of us who is alive here today is alive because of the fact that our parents lived, that our parents had access to food and the things that were necessary, you know, to continue their gene lines. It's such a crazy monumentous accident that we all exist here. And that idea is bundled inside this secret that everything that we're doing is contributing to the loss of that possibility. You know, he says, they don't tell children their plans to keep us warm, to poison the air until the snow melts. Children are at birth, you know, not, we don't have any choice when we're born. We don't have the choice to, to come into this world and we don't have the control over, over what's being done with it. And everything that is done in a sense to allow us to live here, to keep us warm is actually making it less and less possible for us to continue to survive. That's one of the themes of this poem, but I love the fact that it's intertwined with this critique of the deification of Reagan and of the neoconservative movement where someone whose policies directly contributed to the climate disaster that we're in now, though the poem doesn't specifically make that argument, um, can after his death become an icon for people who want to live solely in the past. When he talks about the fearing demographic shifts, right, we're talking about people who don't want to see the world changing, the secret that they're not willing the, to, to talk about, the secret that we all know but pretend to forget is both the climate disaster and, you know, the changing nature, the changing demographic nature of our world. Those things are both things that exist in the present, but the neocon movement wants to ignore them to continue living in the past. 
And when you come to the end of the poem, you know, he, the speaker makes this point that's so amazing. If at the beginning of the poem, he says, every birth is a bad hair day for the baby, right? Which is so funny because you think about pictures of babies with their crazy messed up faces and hair. And then every funeral is a good hair day for the dead creates such a strong juxtaposition between the natural way that we enter the world and the very sanitized, very PR way that we leave, you know, looking our our best in our casket, but also then the idea of us in death becomes that deity, becomes that icon that people depend on. And yet the irony, the fundamental irony there is that even though this body has been preserved and embalmed and is meant to not rot and stay as long as it can, the warming, flooding earth is going to bring back all of that death, is going to bring back all of that disaster. There are many things that I didn't even touch on that I really love about this poem, including the use of sound in it. There's this really powerful use of W's and S's throughout the poem that contributes to the sort of whooshing movement of the poem from one topic to another. Um, but overall, it's the voice as well as the way that the message is intertwined, the, the funny and the snarky and almost a kind of stand-up comedy routine mixed with the sort of epic grand pathos of the great climate disaster of the modern life. This poem was Ronald Reagan Was an Idiot and Other Observations About My Birth Year by Rhoda. I hope that you enjoyed reading this poem with me and talking about it. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, if you have a poem that you'd like to talk about or one that you'd like to hear me talk about, I would love to talk about it. You can contact me at esylviapoetry at gmail.com and I'll be back in a couple weeks to talk about another poem.